Go. I don't mean now. I mean, we haven't had the collection yet. You've got to stay at least. Go. Go. It's the third part of the series that I'm sure most of us in the church this morning are familiar with. I'm sure the boys from the Squire School, the choir school are familiar. Go. It's the third part. You might remember it from backyard races. Get ready. Get. Get. Go. The liturgical year that we've just passed through is summed up in this three phrases so familiar to us. Get ready, get set, go. Get ready, Lent. Seems so long ago now to me, but Lent, get ready. Examine your heart, examine your attitudes, examine your perspective. Examine what might be separating you from seeing God, from embracing God, from feeling God's embrace of you. Get ready. What are those things? Get set. It's Easter season, not a day, but it's a season, it's Easter. We made ourselves ready in Lent to see something that was in, in unimaginable. God, who loved us so much, freed us, paid the price for us. His life, death, resurrection, freed from all that could take burning life from us. Jesus, risen from the dead. Get ready, get set, let that sink in. It's one of the reasons why Easter isn't but a day, but it's a season we have to let sink in. What Jesus thinks of us, how Jesus sees us, what Jesus was willing to do for us. And now today, the Feast of Pentecost. Go! The church says to us, go! Where? The readings could not provide for us a more beautiful instruction of go. You notice, you remember, the readings tell us that the Holy Spirit of God, the very love of the Father and the Son, the very love of God, came and rested visibly upon the apostles, upon the lovers of God, visibly, because it was always there. But in their lives, just as in ours, sometimes we can't always see the presence of God, the Holy Spirit working in our life. Sometimes we can't always feel the presence of God, the Holy Spirit, the fortitude, the wisdom holding us up. So in this great moment of Pentecost, of renewed experience of the Holy Spirit, there was flames as of fire resting above the heads of Mary and the apostles. Flames, symbols of so much of life, symbols of passion. The passion that God has for us. If that was all that Pentecost was about, if that was all that our Mass was about this morning, wouldn't that be enough? To know that 
God not only created us, that God not only cares for us, that God not only sheds a tear when we shed our tears, the death of Lazarus, his friend, but this care, this choosing of God for us is summed up by the Holy Spirit, this flame of passion that God has a passion for you. Where does that need to rest in your heart today? It's been a long, a long, what, 10 years with COVID? We're tired. For many of you, it, maybe it's been a long academic, not only year, but having your academic year last year interrupted by COVID, separated from friends. Maybe you have a unique tiredness. Is there something weary in you this morning? Is there something tired? Where the truth that God has a passion for you, for your life needs to rest to refresh you. I began the Mass this morning by saying that we celebrate today Pentecost, not a moment in history, but a moment today that the Holy Spirit of God, the passion of God, is meant to be received by us today. And I say received purposefully. I don't know if it's something about human nature, but we love the mystical. Uh, I have to say one of my favorite things at Mass is incense. I love incense. To me it conjures up the mystery. The altar is incense. The, to, today we incense the candle, the incense, the mystery, the rising of the smoke to God, mystery. As human beings, we love mystery. But, believe it or not, uh, nobody walks around with me all day long with an incenser. <laughs> and I'm guessing nobody walks with you all day long with an incenser. Our life is filled with what we might call routine. God sees mystery in our routine even if we don't. Because you notice in the scripture readings today, what happens with the apostles when the passion of God comes upon them and they receive it, they go out, they go. And where do they go? Where do they go to proclaim this great love of God, this great presence of God to the people right in front of them? And what a diverse group of people. And as you remember the reading so beautifully read for us, that first reading, and they all heard the apostles speaking in their own language. They went to the people right in front of them. There's the answer to our go, to this moment of Pentecost, to us. God is asking us not to serve him in the mystery, not to look for him in the mystical, 
but to look at him and serve him in the people right in front of us. Now here's an interesting thing that, you know, the gospel, the, the, the scripture readings tell us they all heard them in their own language. You know how we have private languages? We all have some private languages. I, I'm, I'm talking about, you know, if whatever course of study you're taking, if you're physics or if you're medicine or if you're in carpentry, whatever your particular focus of life is, you know how you have a private language. Religion has that. Prevenient grace, eschological understandings. And if you study and if you're in the know, you catch it right away. I found that out in MIT when I first started there this past fall, private languages, when one of the students would say, oh, I'm taking course 16, what course are you taking? I'm taking a course eight, what course are you? Oh, well, if you take that course, you need to take 1037ZUW, and, and everybody said, oh yeah, that's right, that's a good answer. And I'm like, wait a minute, whatever happened to math and reading? <laughs> we have our private languages. Spouses have private languages. I learned that not long after being a priest when I started going to wedding receptions, especially those, you know how sometimes at the end there's big dessert buffets? And I would see the, the, the husband go up to the buffet and as he's putting the different items on his plate, if he turns and then his wife communicates to him <laughs> private languages. Where does God want us to go? into our field of passion. If you chose medicine as your field of study, if you chose physics or, under, or engineering, or if you chose carpentry, if, whatever you chose, wherever the passion of your life led you, that's where God wants you to bring his presence, his truth, because you speak the language of the other people who have that same passion. You can bring Christ to them and they'll say, they're speaking to us in our own language. Now we understand this thing about God, this presence of God. What happened 2,000 plus years ago wasn't meant just for them. God sent his spirit and knew if it was received, the face of the earth would be renewed. If today, you and I believe that and receive that spirit in the same way and bring it to our places of focus and passion. Once again, the face of the earth will be renewed. Thanks for listening to Within the Walls of St. Paul's Sunday Homilies. Please consider supporting us by visiting stpaulparish.org that's stpaulparish.org. God bless and see you next time.